0: Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, friends. Thanks so much for being here. I was thinking I need to start off these episodes a little bit different because <laughs> so I say the same thing every time. just like going to hop on here. like, what could I say? Just like, what up, bitches? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You guys don't care, right, how I introduce myself. I'm Ashley. I am the host of Yoga Magic. I'm so glad you're here. I literally talk into a microphone by myself in an empty bedroom and sometimes... It just feels good to know that there's there are people out there that listen and yeah, we're all connected, right? We're all connected. <laughs> Oh my gosh, today is such a fun episode, everyone. I sit down with my friend Kelsey Erickson of Ever Me and Co. to talk about human design. And I've had guests on the pod before talking about human design. I've definitely dabbled in human design. I love it. Um, I like just like learning about myself through human design. I don't really study it, you know, as I study astrology, but I find human design to be very complex. It's something that I love to learn about, but I get overwhelmed, and I wanted Kelsey to be on the show today to talk about human design in a really applicable way, in a applied way. How do we apply the many pieces of information, the helpful pieces of information about ourselves through human design to our everyday life? Things like routines, things like food, um, behavior, what we do with our exercises. I mean, really how I like to apply astrology to self-care, we can do that with human design. And Kelsey is an expert and she really does that today. It's funny because I was having like so many like aha moments when we were talking about this. um, You can hear me just like geeking out. So it's a good one. Let me tell you a little bit about Kelsey. Kelsey is an intuitive life coach. She's a spiritual healer and a human design expert who blends spirituality with strategy. She believes that if we focus too much on strategy, then we're trying to live life by the book. And that book is often written by someone else. So it's for someone else. If we focus too much on spirituality, we often lose our connection to the practical purpose we have here on earth. And Kelsey is exceptionally gifted at bringing these two worlds together. She'll teach us how to do that today. So really, again, that balance of the practicality and the spirituality, thats I feel like that's the sweet spot, definitely, for um, human design. So a couple awesome pieces of news as you're listening to this episode. We are doing a giveaway. Kelsey and I are doing a giveaway starting today, the day this episode is released. Um, all you have to do is follow up the both of us on Instagram. You can look up all of our information in the show notes. Notes I'm at ashley sondergaard.yoga and Kelsey is at everme and co. Look it up in the show notes. So, if you give us a follow on Instagram, you will be entered in a drawing to win a free human design reading from Kelsey and a free cosmic self care session from me. And that will be going on through November 22nd. So, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram before then, and we will announce the winner on November 23rd. Secondly, Kelsey is offering a discount on readings for those of you that listen to this episode. So huge thanks to Kelsey. If you want to take advantage of a personalized human design report, you can get 30% off when you use the code YOGAMAGIC30. And then finally, friends... We are gearing up for a month of self-care over here at Yoga Magic. So I've been thinking about this, about really the need to double down on our self-care practices around the holidays. This is such an inherently busy time of the year. This is eclipse season, so it lines up with the chaos of our life as well as in the cosmos. And it helps to just take some time to commit to these self-care practices. So I have put together a month-long challenge of practices, of bonus podcast episodes, of free workshops, of giveaways, so many things, and it starts on December 1st. So if you want to be a part of the self-care challenge, all you have to do is be on my email list. If you're already on it, you're doing it, you're already signed up. More info on that in your inbox coming. If you would like to join, go ahead and join my email list. There's a link in the show notes to get Onto the list, be a part of the giveaway. I would love to, again, do this in community, find new practices, get some extra bonuses, and hopefully, you know, reconnect to yourself in this very busy time of the year. So, so much good things happening over here on Yoga Magic. I'm so glad that you're a part of this community, everyone. If you're not already following us on Instagram, it's at Yoga Magic Podcast. And again, I'm at Ashley And I saw a couple new reviews. Thank you, friends. It makes such a big difference as this show continues to grow. Sadly, what happens is when I pitch guests or people are, you know, reaching, I'm reaching out to guests, they'll look at reviews as like a marker for how many people listen, which is great. That's super helpful. Um, But unless that number is super big, sometimes they say no. So the bigger, the bigger the number, the bigger the guests, the more amazing people I can have on this show. So that's my plea. That's my, that's my holiday wish list is a review from you. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm like in the weirdest mood today. It feels good. I'm so excited about this episode. Thank you, Kelsey, for being on the show. Let's get to our conversation with Kelsey Erickson on human design. My friend Kelsey is here today in the internets talking about human design. Yes. Y'all love human design. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you for being here.
1: You're welcome. I'm excited to be here.
0: I am too. I'm too. I've known Kelsey for a long time and I feel like we've sort of like danced around in different things. And now we have found our areas that we're just like, yes, yes. Are you loving it, Kelsey, working in human design and just learning more about it all the time?
1: Yes, because selfishly for me, like it just, it helps me learn about myself. And the more I all know right. about me, the more I can better serve and be of service. So Yes, I love it.
0: That is very true. It's so. I mean, in a, like live time, sometimes processing, I'll realize something. I'll learn something about myself when working with a client. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I do that too," <laughs> you know.
1: I know that's the best. That's the best.
0: Will you tell listeners about yourself? Maybe the, your your human design type, all just all the goodness that is Kelsey.
1: Yes. Um. So I think you and I go way back to before I ever even did yoga teacher training. So we have the yoga thread in common too. Uh, which is fitting for the Yoga Magic Podcast. But I'm Kelsey. I am the owner of Everme and Co., which is a company designed to help you lead a creatively designed life. Uh, what that means is a life free of the shoulds. It's based on your values, what you want. Um, a super aligned lifestyle is what I um, aim to inspire people um, to know how to do. Uh, from a human design perspective, I am a projector. A five one projector, um, which basically means it's really good for me to simply be, not to be doing a ton. And then my five one, I basically go into like rabbit holes and learn a bunch of stuff, which is like so fitting for human design. And then I like kind of come up from air for air and like teach about it, talk about it, you know, spread the good news kind of thing. So, and there's more within my chart. And you and I actually have some similarities that we'll talk about today, which is gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, we I have a five two in there and just the like. For me, it's more trial and error and yours being more like, yeah, I, I do like learning and trying everything as, as I go along. And sometimes that's really messy. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Especially with you because you're three, five, which you, part of that entails you also coming up for air, talking about it, teaching about it. And it's sometimes it's like teaching from your own mistakes can be kind right. of a, a, interesting thing to teach on. <laughs>
0: yeah and you <laughs> have to be learning you're learning your yeah. i call them my mistakes my okay. our my friend taylor who is on the show talking about human, just human design as well is also a three five and we laugh at like how ridiculous the mistakes are like through that process um and and also like it's it's okay like there's that that sense of validity that like oh validation like this is just who i am i just kind of messed stuff up and then i figure it out after <laughs>
1: Which I love because I think that, um, that accelerates you to wherever you're going, right. You have to have those learning moments to get to the next place. So you have kind of a built-in accelerator of sorts to getting you to. That's true. What you want
0: mm-hmm. soul, soul growth, I guess. Okay. Yeah. For the listeners that are really new to human design, I, I'm, I'm, I'm finding even listeners right now that are new to astrology. And I'm like, yes, yes. There's so many people out there still who haven't even touched on these things. What the heck? is human design. Can you give it, give it a a few paragraphs on what it
1: is? (laughs) Yes. So uh, the first way I'll describe it, and then I'm going to backtrack later on this, but to hook people's attention, it's like a personality test. I know people go crazy for those. Like I love Myers-Briggs, Finders, all that stuff, but I'll go a little bit deeper and then tell you why I'm backtracking on that statement. It was founded in 1987 by a man named Ra Uruhu. And it is a super complex system built up of other systems. So, things your listeners might be familiar with are like the chakra system or astrology. Um, it combines the I Ching, Kabbalah, quantum mechanics, astronomy, genetics, and biochemistry.
0: Just a few. <laughs> Just a few. Oh
1: so, God. when I say it's a system and a complex system, it really is that. So, that's kind of uh, a word of the wise to people who might be listening to this podcast and want to pull up their chart which by the way you can get online for free. Um if you want to pull that up while you're listening to this it could be very insightful. Um but it's very complex and there's so many different layers to it but there's always of course like places to start just like in astrology where you can kind of get some early indicators of learning a little bit more about yourself and how you show up in the world. The reason why I backtrack on my the sentiment of it being like a personality test is because what I love about human design is it's based on when you were born. And why that's important is because a lot of personality tests can intentionally, unintentionally affirm how you've been conditioned to show up in the world.
0: Oh,
1: Whereas human design kind of reminds you of who you were before the world told you who you were. Mm. Yep. So a lot of what they talk about with human design is a process of deconditioning, kind of coming back to your true self. Um, I've heard like once you start embodying your, human design type. It takes seven years to fully have embodied like all elements of your profile. So it's very complex. Um but it doesn't have to be. There's tons of resources out there. There's things we'll break down in today's uh conversation too. But I just love that piece of just bringing you back to who you were before society told you who you needed to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Which was
1: a bit, that's what got me hooked on it was that piece of it.
0: So I I have I think I've broke this down before on the show, but it was like channeled essentially right like this man he it was like a download that he one day all of a sudden is like and now here it is and did he build out like the online version of that I guess like the internet was pretty young in 1987
1: (laughs) yes I don't know it doesn't
0: have to be a history lesson but like it's so to me it's so out there and I love that (laughs) <laughs> yes,
1: yes. So I'll touch on the channel piece. So yes, it was. He heard, I believe he called it the voice. I could be wrong on that, but it basically it came to him in a download form. So he was essentially, um for people who don't know what channeling is or maybe haven't heard that before, you're essentially hearing a voice that doesn't really sound like yours, but you're getting um, guidance, direction, information, um, and that's how he got this entire system. Um when it hit the interwebs, I am not one hundred percent sure. Uh, But for reference, um, I think Enneagram has some flavors of that. Um, If you've ever heard of like A Course in Miracles, that was also a channeled system. But yeah, so it's relatively new. I mean, 1987 uh, wasn't all that long ago. And I don't know how long the other personality tests have been around. But anything that comes from spirit or comes from that channeled place, to me, just hits different, you know? Mm -hmm. So it'll feel different when you interact with it,
0: too. And I think there's a level of... of trust right that you're like okay i don't really fully understand where this came from and yet it works when i you know when i look at the chart when i listen to you when i listen to other human design teachers talk about it it's like well oh my gosh that totally applies just like astrology and i think it like sometimes shocks people when they read they get their chart read and they're just like oh yeah that's totally who i am have you had that experience with people you're reading for
1: Yes. And it uh my personal experience and some folks that I've worked with, they the first time they hear about their profile, they're very turned off because um, like for me, for example, my um I'm a projector and one element of human design is called your strategy. So it's kind of how you kind of how you know how to go about um doing what you're here to do. And my strategy is to wait for the invitation. So like, if you're someone in business and you hear that your strategy is to wait for an invitation, you're kind of like, what am I supposed to just sit on my hands and do nothing all day long? Like it can be a little off-putting. But for many people, and once once I understood what that meant, it opened up so much of my own power and potential. And I see that with other people too, where it's almost like, you know, sometimes these things, they give us language that often acts as a permission slip to, to be who we are, to say, oh, yeah, that is me. And now I can step into that part of me rather than feeling like I have to hide from it or I have to show up in a different way or I have to, you know, fit in with everyone. Because part of what human design does is it breaks down. There's four or five types, depending on who you ask. And everyone operates energetically differently. And mm-hmm. that's Okay. But we work, we live, and work and play in a society that wants us all to kind of homogenize and be all the same.
0: Yes, it's like sorry to always tie it to astrology, but that's the only way I can like kind of process it through. I love it when I think about the twelve signs. There are, there's, you know. The shadow and the light of each side of those signs, but you don't, you're not one or the other. You're somewhere along that spectrum and you have free will to choose how you embody it, how you embody your full chart. And I feel like that's exactly what you're saying is like, it validates who you are, but it's also, you can, you can use that information to be better, to up-level yourself.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, that's so true. And so the other thing I found that I started to do too is I as I study the other elements, the other types, the other strategies, I can kind of borrow from those things sometimes. Like we have the capacity to operate like any of the different types, the strategies, the authorities. Because sometimes where my projector might be in that wait for the invitation, sometimes like on a human level, I just need to like go, go, go like a generator like you. So Mm -hmm. I'll borrow like generator energy for a little bit just to get something done and just to kind of move through the world as it is. So it's just, it's a really, really powerful, illuminating tool. And to your point, there's so many different spectrums and scales
0: of how you can interface with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So can you just go over the profile? Type or the profiles first, and then um, we'll talk about some application stuff. Because I today, the purpose of our conversation for listeners is to get really detailed onto how you can apply these things to your practices, to your well-being, to your self-care. So, the profiles. Profiles.
1: So we'll start with. So the whole thing to me is your profile, but we'll start with the types.
0: Oh yeah, thank so, you. Types. Yes. I, think I always say those wrong. <laughs> yes.
1: So okay, let's just. We'll, we'll just pause on that for a second. Like when you start to look at human design, just know there's a ton of language. Language. There's a ton of new words or words you've heard, but in a different way, like just know that going into it, because that just, that'll help a little bit because otherwise you're kind of feeling like what is going on. Like it's when you like, for example, if you are new to astrology and you're like, well, I know like my son, like I'm a Taurus. Like I can't tell you anything about, uh, cancers. Like that's okay. Like take it little Mm -hmm. by little, like just digest you know, each bit as you can. So, okay, back to the types. So there are four or five types kind of depending on how you cut it. So the first type, like I mentioned is projector. That's what I am. Um, I am a non-energy type, which means I don't have my own um, source of energy. And that'll make more sense when I get to your type in a second, but projectors are here to guide, to oversee, to tweak energy and kind of be the, uh, like, you know, when you have like a little toddler and you kind of give them like a little pat on the bottom, kind of mm. get them going. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of what projectors are. You have uh, another non-energy type, which is a reflector. Reflectors are only 1% of the population. Really, really cool group. I finally met my first reflector friend and it was so fascinating. So they are here to kind of above everything else, observe what's going on with our society. So they're kind of like a barometer for our society, how things are going for the people in their life. Um, and they operate on the moon cycle. So a really cool part of reflectors is that as they move through the moon cycle, they take on the different types. So for a couple of days, they might be in a projector energy for a couple of days, they might be
0: in a manifesting energy, which is just fascinating. I think that's really cool that they can be so fluid. I didn't know that they took on the energies of the others. I knew they were on that lunar cycle, but I didn't think about it that they are at certain points are different types. That's really cool.
1: Yes. And the reason being is because they, when we talk about authority and strategy and things like that, they don't have their own dependable source of authority. Their strategy is to give it to the moon. But the reason being is because they don't have a dependable thing inside of them that's helping them make decisions, guide them. And it's because as they go through the cycle, they're going to get hints from all those different types. And over time, their decisions, where they're going, the direction that they're in will be refined by what they learn through each lunar cycle. And then we'll talk about energy types. So energy types, they are able to create their own energy source, which is not to say that, you know, I can't go drink a cup of coffee as a projector and get really like energized and ready to go. It's just how they manage their energy within to execute, to go about their overarching picture. So one of those is a generator and they are here to build and to um, uh, execute and create things that are in response to the world around us. So like, for example, you are a generator, you have a business focused around self-care. Like you see how desperately the world needs self-care and that's your response to the problem that you see at hand. Mm -hmm. And then the other energy type is a manifestor. They are here to lead, to drive. Um, This is your traditional Uh, What you think of like a leader person kind of taking the charge at the helm, driving things forward. Like I said, traditional leadership models fall into that category. You'll often see, you know, maybe the people that are described as bossy or things like that are probably in that manifestor camp.
0: How Um, is that different than projector? Because in my mind, sometimes they're like, they're very much both leaders. How are those two different?
1: Yes. So how I've delineated this, because I think I had a lot of like conditioned manifester energy Mm. is the difference being me as a projector versus me as a conditioned manifester, me as a projector. What I simply need to do is me, what I'm passionate about, what I'm interested in, what I'm curious about. And the more I show up as myself, in my most passionate and aligned way, I will be able to lead from that place versus a manifester is more of like an outward. I want to organize a group of people and I'm going to lead them from A to B to C. Like they're doing it for others. Okay. Okay. Not that I'm not in service, but like the most important thing for me to do is to be like in my rabbit holes, in my five, one energy, in my like rest state and things like that. Does that kind of
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like this, and this might be generalizing, but that like feminine versus masculine energy, like I would imagine like a generator, a manifester, you know, manifesting generators are very in that like masculine energy of like, go and get the things. Whereas the non-energy types are in the receiving mode in, in more ways than one.
1: Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, just my strategy, for example, like waiting for the invitation, like that is so feminine. Right. But again, we are in a world, we are a human having uh, this experience. So there are you know, ways in which you need to um, come back to your true self, but then also know how to leverage the other types and strategies and things like that to, to do what you want to do. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't just lay in bed all day and assume I'm going to have a thriving business. Like I do have an active part as a projector <laughs> in creating the life that I want. So, okay. Yeah. That's a good question.
0: And then I think manifesting generator, that's the last one. Oh, yes. So this is where people
1: are kind of like, well, is that a different type? Is it not? So it falls under the generator, and you have something called a manifesting generator, which is basically exactly what it sounds the hybrid between a generator and a manifester. So they're here to lead and to build, they're responding to the world around them. They're also figuring out what to curate, what to create so that they can essentially move our world forward. And I see that, I see that and generator a lot. Mm-hmm. manifestors, not so much. They're less of the population projectors. I've been lucky enough to come into contact with a handful who have luckily become really good friends of mine. Cause it's been very healing for me to have friends that were projectors,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, they're the best kind of uh, both worlds between manifestors and
0: generators. Okay. My husband's a projector too. I think I told you. Oh, that. he is. Yeah. yeah. And like he, you can see it in his eyes when he's burning out And it's not even like, okay, this is, this is going to help me as I verbalize, as I process this, he can burn out even when he's in his flow, even when he's loving what he's doing, he can just run out of energy because there's only so much there. right? Right. Whereas if I'm in my flow, I'm loving what I'm doing. I literally cannot sleep. I can go forever and I don't run out of energy However, if you put me into a hole where I'm like, this sucks, I don't like what I'm doing, I can't get out of bed.
1: <laughs> so, part of that for you, I think, is probably tied to your authority.
0: And I have yeah. your. Here. Spleen. I have a splenic authority. No, you have sacral authority. Sacral, sacral. I just said an S word. I, that wasn't it. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. I have splenic. You have sacral. That's for sure tied to that. Like, what they say is to like for you to answer like sacral questions. So, like, yes or no questions to know if you're on. You know, right, would, would right. Be. and in those situations, I'm guessing like your question of like, am I enjoying this is probably like consistently no. And then that's when your generator kind of fuses fizzles out and you need to
0: kind of like reset that charge or do like take a change. Of course. Yes. yes.
1: Also, it's interesting uh, that you're a generator and that your husband is a projector because that's very intense for a projector because for a projector to work with a generator is basically like you like he's plugging into your energy mm-hmm. and I bet with he, like if you're together all day, but then he leaves to like run to the grocery store by the time he gets to the grocery store, he's probably just like wiped. Mm. Cause you can charge him up all day long, but then when you're apart, it's like, he'll be like totally drained.
0: Yeah. Oh, This is so wild. Okay. These are good because I think we're getting into the, like tying these, the applications and we may not be able to go through all the profiles today, but I want to just talk a little about maybe just within the types, the types of how we can use the types. Now that, you know, if you look it up, you look it up online, you know what you are, how can you potentially upgrade? Like what are some lifestyle changes you make as related to your type? And then we can talk about some of those other things like arrows and things (laughs) and I want to apply it to behavior. So yeah, types.
1: Okay. So let's start with, um, generators. So you need to be building something, getting something done and in that element. So that could look like a lot of different ways. You might already feel like you're doing that. For example, like at your job, something like that, but you're, um, your key thing that you need to have is to feel like you're loving what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a job that keeps you super busy, um, that could be a little bit distracting because that can make you feel like you are like on the right track and in the right things. But you need to really make sure that you spend time to really think about like, what is it that I would love to be doing? And career is such an easy place to start because we spend so much of our time there. So if you're a generator and you're super busy all the time, but like you're still feeling like you're not having any energy or you at by the end of the day you're so like wiped and just like not with it. It's probably because you're not very close to that true loving what you're doing, being all immersed and fully heart invested into what you're doing. So for you to spend a lot of time reflecting on like what type of work is really going to light you up, what type of people you want to work with, things like that, that will be a game changer for you. Generators are the people who I see the most that burn out in corporate jobs, for example, Mm -hmm. um, because they keep you super busy, right? 40 hours a week. But if you're not loving what you're doing, it's kind of a one-way ticket to burnout.
0: Hello, Yoga Magic friends. I just wanted to pop on here to take a moment to encourage you to join the December Self-Care Challenge. So for 31 days, we'll be working together in community to commit to self-care. This is a totally free challenge, and it will be jam-packed with free workshops, weekly emails, brand new self-care practices, bonus podcast episodes, giveaways, and a whole lot more. All you have to do is join the Yoga Magic email list, and if you're already on the list, you're in, you're doing it, but if you want to be a part of the fun, make sure to head on over to the show notes and sign up. Again, this is totally free, just a way for us all to get together and practice self-care in community. I look forward to seeing all of you at the self-care challenge on December 1st. So follow up question that if, say, you're in a corporate job, you are a generator, you don't feel super aligned, you have options, you can find a job that you are truly energized in, that you love, could you also do something outside of work like a side hustle or a hobby that you have all this energy for, this passion for? Would that be a way to recharge a generator?
1: Um, I think for a certain period of time, yes. I think at a certain point, you would have to figure out the job thing or whatever was taking up most of your time and energy. Starting a side hustle or a business or something like that is, I'm biased because I think everyone should do that, but it's especially cool for a generator because you do have all that energy. You have that natural excitement and drive to keep going. I mean, that's a lot of what business takes, right? Is just like, are you in this for the long haul? Are you going to be consistent in showing up? Things like that. And generators can do that. The other thing that they have is that that piece of like, they respond to the world around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where some of the coolest innovative companies come because they see something and they want to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And we need more of that, right? We've got a lot of problems in our world. Generators are uniquely designed to respond to those things. Okay. Um, from a manifester standpoint, we can continue on the career thread. So they're here to lead and to drive. So if you're in your career and you're not yet in a position that is, you know, you're managing a team or you're managing projects. Um, or you're responsible for overall initiatives, or even in like a sales role where you're responsible for a certain book of business, things like that, you're probably not going to feel super rewarded or um, fulfilled. So the thing that a manifester knows when they're just like next level, like, yes, I'm like humming on all cylinders is when they feel like the people or the things that they're leading are happy. So they want to know like their team is doing really well. They want to know that their initiatives are doing really well thing. They want to make sure that things are moving forward well, and that helps them feel like they're doing a good job because they're the leader. They're that figurehead. They, they are responsible for the people or the project or the things really next level for manifestors. If you're getting frustrated at work or even in personal relationships, communication is huge for manifestors. So the more you can communicate, over-communicate, and then communicate some more what you're doing, what your vision is, where you're going, the easier the rest of it will get. If you're Mm -hmm. not yet comfortable with that as a manifester, you're going to get stuck or
0: frustrated.
1: Like, why don't they understand what I'm doing? Because you haven't told them.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And tell them like 50 times more than you think you need to tell someone
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what you're doing as a manifester. Manifesting generator, again, that's the kind of hybrid between the two of them, same sort of things, but you need to kind of bridge them together. So you need to be driving things forward. You need to be executing on what's going on in your life. The other thing that is really key to know here is that you have a lot of bandwidth. So just like for generators, I think having like a side hustle or a side project to kind of refill that cup manifesting generators are the same thing because you have that much more bandwidth to get that stuff done and to multiply what it is that you're doing. So picture like, you know, roots growing in the ground. That's kind of what manifesting generators can do. They're leading and they're creating and they're driving all at the same time. Communication things apply to manifesting generators as well. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. Okay. Projectors. So as a reminder here to guide, tweak energy, things like that. I think the ultimate game changer for projectors, once you know your projector is to learn how to rest. Mm Mm-hmm. If you can nail that piece first, I think the rest of it will get a lot easier. And as someone, like I said, I felt like I had a lot of manifestor or even generator energy conditioned to me because that's how I was an overachiever and a top student and things like that. There was no time for rest in that. But now like it's kind of this ongoing thing to build trust of, okay, I rested a little bit. Did the world fall apart? you know, am I still doing what I'm doing? It's like, oh yeah, no, that didn't happen. So I can rest a little bit more. And like projectors really, I think should spend probably majority of their time resting. Resting doesn't have to be like laying in bed. It can just simply be kind of turning off your brain, but not in like an escaping way or in a Um, Numbing out way, just giving yourself a chance to reset, refresh. um, A lot of the self care practices that you talk about, we need breaks and time away and time alone and things like that. So, the first, if you can master that, you are like already up leveling your life as a projector. And then, last reflectors, the best thing you can do if you find out you're a reflector is to start to learn about all the other types. Because like I said, as you move through the lunar cycle, you're going to present and have access to those different energies as you go through. So if you can understand, oh, today I'm, I'm feeling like that projector energy where I need to be, not do, I need to rest. That will open up channels to get you the information that you need to know about the decisions the things that you want to do later on, you might be feeling like a generator, and that could give you different clues, information, things like that. The more you can understand the system as a whole, because you are um, the observer of it, the better off you'll be. And that's so, a really small population.
0: I know. I have. I know one person, Sydney from like Anima Wellness. She's a, she's been on the show, and she was like one of the only people I've ever met. And it's so interesting to talk to her about it, but I didn't. So when you say it lines up to the lunar cycle, d- is it the same every month? Like during the, the new moon is generator energy or like, is it different every month?
1: I, my understanding, and I, I don't know how to to create a custom one of these yet. My understanding is that it is the same for every lunar cycle. So once you understand your like blueprint of it, then you can start to like watch that it's kind of like the menstrual cycle where like, you know, your key points and it repeats every month.
0: So it's individualized to that particular reflector, but it's, so I'm like in my head, like thinking like all reflectors are synced up, like they're cycle syncing.
1: I think it's unique to the reflector, okay. but it'll be consistent for them. Yeah. For
0: them each month. Oh yes. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I know. I was like, what? That's amazing. Well, then <laughs> unicorns, those reflectors. No, I know. I know. Yes. Okay, that's super super helpful. Intern, I'm, I'm glad that we gave it like speaking through career and even just energetically when when we think about customizing self care. Right, there's fire where they can work out and burn off that extra energy, and it feels really good to do that. Whereas someone like me really needs to like come inward as a water sign and just chill out. And so it's very much this applies in that same way to these types. Can we talk a little about when you and I were having this brainstorm session about HD? So there's these arrows in the chart um, that I I've used a little bit in like manifest like specific manifestor versus non-specific manifestor, but they they can apply to a ton of things and some of them being how you eat and just like food or these, some of is some of it sleep too? I don't know. Will you just tell listeners what those, what I'm talking about? Cause I'm not good at saying it.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, no, that was great. Uh, so if you pull up your chart online, you will see that there are four arrows um, somewhere on the image that you get. And the four arrows correspond to, um, again, different clues about who you were, who you are and there's a couple different ones that you can look at from there's three that i pulled out for today so the first one and it's often overlooked is the bottom left arrow and it represents your um, ideal environment and how you interact Mm -hmm. with the physical space and the reason i bring that one up is because it's like i said often overlooked because we're so busy trying to figure out like what's my career what's my purpose well how was my relationship going that we forget that like one of the most important things is like where we spend our time. So that bottom left arrow, if your bottom left arrow points left, you need a consistent environment. If your bottom left arrow points right, you are best in a fluid environment. So you and I both have a right facing arrow. Yes. I
0: was going to guess. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Which is like why you're at a co-working space right now versus just at your home. People who have that left, that consistent environment, they probably are really missing going to the office right now because they had a consistent place to go every day to do work um, versus like you and I are more people that like, okay, one day I'm going to like do a couple hours of work up in my office, but then I might do a couple hours at a coffee shop or maybe I want to just sit down at my kitchen table today or like earlier this year, I worked a week from Austin, Texas. like And that was so good for me to like yes. have that fluidity in where I go about doing what I need to do the other one kind of to what you were talking about from a manifesting perspective is the bottom right arrow. So the bottom right arrow, um, talks about your, they call it perspective. And if your bottom right arrow is pointing left, you have a focused perspective. If your bottom right arrow is pointing right, you have a peripheral perspective and you and I are different or no, we're the same on this one. If it's pointing left, it's focused. It means you need to be very specific. You need to have, um, you know, like smart goals written out how you want it from a manifesting perspective, you benefit from having all those details of the things that you want. If it's pointed to the right and you have that peripheral, if you even just think about that word, you can be very um, general with how you set your goals, how you approach your manifestation process. Um, The other thing I like to encourage here is just setting something that I call like mindful goals. So just things like I kind of feel like I want to be working out more and I'm open to how that's going to happen. You'll probably get like a free week thing in the mail for a gym down the street or something like that. Like you can be very open-ended with it. Whereas like for me, I would have to say, okay, I'm training for a 5k. Here's my specific training plan and follow that.
0: Yeah. We talked about this when, um, To be magnetic was on the show because they use, which is manifesting school essentially. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. use this human design and this part, this specific arrow and tool in how you set up your list, your manifesting list. Because it can be, I mean, like for someone like you and me, it is literally like I am manifesting X amount of people that I can reach and contact. And like, and it's still coming from a place of like big dreams but it's so it's like step by step by step whereas whereas a non-specific can get even like can manifest the feeling. I want that feeling of changing the world. what does that feel like for me and I I don't know how to do that because I'm so so specific. Um, however, I don't know if you've experienced this Kelsey, but as it relates to manifesting, I can get really specific in the manifestation process but I don't always recognize that it has come in until much later down the road. Has that? Do you see that, too?
1: Yes, there's definitely a delay for me. Um, like just yesterday, I did a practice. My friend Bridget, Bridget suggested to um, uh, go back six months in your journal and just kind of do like a look through. And I was like, it was wild to see some of the things I was talking about six months ago that have happened, that have come to yeah. fruition. But like when they come to fruition, I'm not always keyed in on it. Um, the other thing that's been sort of at least my path to walk is I am that specific manifester, but I've also been in a journey of surrender and mm-hmm. following more than I lead, following spirit intuition thing like things like that. Um, which has been a fine balance because I'm so used to being so specific, so goal oriented, so detail, but now like my my detailed path is as it's presented to me by spirit or through intuition.
0: Yes. Okay. I want to give an, a specific, an example of this that I had to discover the other day. Okay. So manifesting money is something I am so bad at. It's hard for me to do it. I think cause I just don't really, uh, it's not my, my goal in life. I'm, I want a lot of things that you need money for, but that's not really the end game for me. Mm-hmm. So this like piece of surrender and trust is very real and I, I can trust in the process. And what I recognize is like my partner who is the breadwinner for us. That is the truth of it is I trust in him so much, like 100% that I realized I'm like, I'm manifesting through you. This is what's happening. It's like, I, I totally trust in you and what you're able to provide for our family so that I can also do the things that I want to do and we can do them together. And that, like, I said it out loud in like a process and we both looked at each other like, what the fuck? (laughs) That's so crazy.
1: That's amazing. And that is like, that is a really beautiful learning to hear and a very important example for your audience to hear that the way in which things come to us aren't like, we don't need to be concerned with how it's going to come with us, Mm -hmm. how it's going to come to us. Like that's huge. And think about how, I mean, how long have you guys been married?
0: Almost, well, nine years. You've been together for 15 years.
1: So for that long, you've been manifesting Well, maybe not that entire time, but you've been manifesting for a significant amount of time in that way.
0: And I think, and it goes back to that like exchange, right? That like in partnership, and I think where human design can get really helpful is knowing how you function and knowing how you can apply this and and energize each other. I can be the energizer bunny within the family and go, 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 which is letting him go out there and do the things that he needs to do. And then he brings back that projector energy that is just And you don't have to be opposite. Maybe you have two generators or, you know, two Mm -hmm. manifesting generators. It's just that like, once you know that too, you can, you can use it to help yourself and help your, your family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my husband is a projector and we were just having this conversation recently because I'm a specific manifester. He's a non-specific. So I was like, Ooh, like how do we do that within our partnership? Like how do we use our strengths in that area to, you know, continue to create the life that we want to create? So. Yeah. That's really cool though, Ashley. That's a huge learning.
0: Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about the two arrows. What are are there any other ones that um, you wanted to apply to lifestyle? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. About, um, you were talking about like food and digestion and things Mm -hmm. like that. So the top left arrow represents digestion. And if it goes left, you have active digestion. If it goes right, you have passive. And like the first place we probably go when we hear digestion is around food and what we eat, but like, Let's remind ourselves that that also covers what we consume from social media, TV, what books we read, um, the thoughts that we bring into our head. Um, we consume and digest a lot as we go about our day-to-day. So if you're, it goes left and you have that active, again, this is the top left arrow, so confusing. If the top left arrow goes left, you have active digestion. Um which is what I have, you have passive. If you have active, it means it's best to be systematic and structured about how you consume. So like consistent meal times every day is important for me Um, from a social media standpoint. End of 2020, I did a social media sabbatical and learned a ton about my social media habits, which is super aligned to this arrow. Um, I need to go in very intentionally to social media. Meaning first I need to understand, am I going to post? Am I going to learn something or am I going to be entertained? Mm-hmm. Once I know which one of those it is, I need to either go post something. I need to go learn about something. I need to be specific about what I want to learn about. Like, okay, today I want to learn business tips. Cause otherwise, you know, you could be in a rabbit hole learning about like kitchen hacks. You didn't even know you needed to learn, but then all of a sudden you're learning them. Um, so as much as I can put boundaries and containers to how I'm how I'm consuming is important for an active digestion. When it goes the other way, when it goes right and you have passive digestion, you have you can take in more at different times and you can also do things a lot more intuitively. So I, I don't know if you have this practice already, but you could go throughout your entire entire day eating when you intuitively feel like it, eating what you intuitively feel like eating which I know that there's a lot of stigma around that phrase right now because of different books and stuff like that out there. Um, but you can go through your day a little more fluidly from a food perspective, from a consuming perspective, things like that. And not um, you don't have to then feel bad about not sticking to, oh, I didn't have my three meals a day and two snacks or like whatever the current prescribed thing is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I didn't really love the consumption piece as it relates to social media. Oh my gosh. You and Ava should do a workshop together on this, like on how to consume social media mindfully, like, Oh, I love that. And two, it's like, I, I've applied this with my kids of like Rory uh, can really like, I think she's active. So she can like sit down and we need to have the music off in the house and we like eat a meal. Whereas like Lily and I can literally be eating in the car and like on the go, you know, it's very di- And that fuels me like as a yoga teacher too, often I'll like have a, a drink and like, that's what I need to go for the day. And I don't, and I think too, like going to intuitive eating, that's not for everyone. That just isn't. It doesn't, I love the concept and we've had people on the show talk about it and I definitely like it, but it's just not for everybody. And I feel like this is like a great area to look. It's like, could I do that? Like when I want to, does it fill me up? Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. And I think you're, what you were just sharing kind of reminds me, um, for all of these different things, all the different clues and information you can gather from human design I want to just encourage everyone at the end of the day to default to your own intuition and to your own knowing about what you need at any given moment. um, Because that should override any of these other systems, like no matter how powerful, no matter how magical, like your own knowing about yourself should override all of these things. So if you are someone who's a passive um, digestion and you can go with the flow and do all those things, but like for like maybe a health reason, you have a reason to you need those square meals or whatever, then like follow your gut on that and, and operate in that way, even though that's not what your chart says. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to get lost in having this be, um, prescriptive rather than something that you can be empowered to lean into or lean away from, you know what I mean?
0: Mm, Yeah. hundred percent. This is exactly Kelsey. I like you just, you're nailing this. Cause this is, exa- I can't go down weird rabbit holes like this with everybody. And I feel like I just have a lot of questions and I know a lot of our listeners do, and we'll probably have to do another episode because there's, there's so many specifics and you know, how we apply this to our, our self-care to our routines and rituals is, is so layered. And, and I feel like learning more about human design gives us that freedom. So I personal question is how do you apply human design to your self-care clearly rest is a huge piece of it as a projector what else do you do
1: the rest piece is huge like that's been a challenge because I said with honoring rest comes a lot of energy expended deconditioning what I thought I needed what how I thought I needed to go through the world um so it's like rest begets more rest (laughs) Mm -hmm. um Another thing within human design that I've leaned a lot into is my authority. So I have splenic authority, which is kind of that like ancient intuitive, like how it comes up for me is like, like what is really going to keep me safe and survive and continue to evolve. Um, I've always been a very intuitive person, but pairing that and knowing how to pay attention to how that shows up in my body. And when I'm having those instances of that, that very deep, ancient, splenic talk has been huge. And it's very uh, challenging because it, with splenic authority, when when your spleen says something to you or your intuition says something to you, it's going to say it really quietly and it's probably only going to say it once. So I've had to like refine my intuitive process to really know when that voice is speaking and honor it and trust um, what it's saying so that I can take action on it, which has been
0: uh, pretty much what I've been focusing on the last year. This whole like spleen piece. So I'm right now, I'm literally Googling which, cause the, the Zodiac signs, specific Zodiac signs are connected with body parts. Mm, cool. And I'm wondering too, if this applies, I'll have to do some more research on this um, because you can look and you can think about that energy. Like it's so weird to think about a body part communicating to us, but also it clicks it. Like it does make sense when you, when you think about it from human design and through astrology. Um, So yeah, I'm just like processing exactly what you said. And as a sacral authority for me like i can f- everything is feeling right i feel those uh, like butterflies in my stomach when i'm on the right path it's so now that i know that too like when i get a hell yes i like and i can feel it in my body it's like it's just it, it just it's magical it is literally magical
1: yes yes it's so um it's so empowering to know what is going on and to have language for what's going on Um, And to be in study of what's going on, because Mm -hmm. part of what I think opens up so many opportunities and things for us is just that overall awareness of what is going on. Like, who am I? What's going on with me? Like that awareness factor is, it all starts with awareness, I think.
0: Self-study, awareness. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I really want people to do reading with you. Can you tell them where to find you? Any good freebies, anything you got going on, send them your way.
1: Yes. So um, actually for your listeners specifically, um, I have a discount code that they can use for a personalized human design uh, profile. Um, You received that a few months ago. Basically it shows you your chart, these different elements we've talked about, and then it gives you information about each piece of your chart so that you have enough to get started and enough to kind of like be dangerous about this new understanding of yourself so that you can go and learn more, whether that's I offer deep dive sessions, a lot of human design practitioners do a similar thing, but there's also a ton of free resources online too. So once you're like, hmm, I just found out I'm a manifestor, like that seems like the place for me to start. Like there's information galore out there. So the code is yoga, magic 30 for 30% off of a personalized human design profile. Um, It's delivered to you right in your email. Uh, It takes just a little bit of time on my part to get it pulled together for you, but it's a really cool resource just to get started with human design.
0: Yay! Thank you for doing that. Highly recommend this, everyone. You can definitely pull it yourself, but it is nice to get it just really specific, and you can like you trust the source, you know where it's coming from. So yay! Thanks for that discount. That's great. Yeah, of course. And what's your Instagram? It's
1: at everme period and period co. Uh, That's where I hang out the most. Otherwise, if you head over to my website, I have a a self-reflection quiz if you're looking for a freebie, and then that'll get you signed up to my blog and other communications, um, things like that.
0: Thank you, Kelsey. This was so fun. Yeah, you're
1: welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much for being here, everyone. Thanks to Kelsey for being on this show, sharing her amazing human design goodness. And thanks to you listeners for being here every week. Remember, we've got bonus episodes on Tuesdays in the month of November, sharing some astrology insight. And back again next Thursday with more self care goodness. Thanks, everyone.